Hey guys, it's me, Raven. I just wanted to let you guys know before we get into the episode that Ree and I are having some audio issues. We apologize and are currently looking for ways to make this podcast better for you guys. Thank you for understanding and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back everyone to the Bye Podcast with Raven and Ree. I'm Raven. And I'm Ree. And this is a spooky edition Halloween special. Ooh. <laughs> so if you're tuning in on YouTube, you can see our costumes. But if you're not on YouTube, uh, we, we'll, just ex- we'll describe ourselves to you. So I am Winifred Sanderson. She's the oldest Sanderson sister in the movie Hocus Pocus. I have a wig on. I, have, I blocked out my eyebrows. I created a new eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have fake teeth here. For her team, but I can't talk with them in. And I have my pumpkin ready to carve. I I love it. And I am well. If you know from TikTok, um, my user is Life Size Coraline because I had my hair blue for a while, and I was like, oh my god, I should totally go as her for Halloween. So I'm currently Coraline from the movie Coraline. Um, blue wig, yellow raincoat, and um. One side of my face is very glamorous, and then the other side has a button um, glued on with a safety pin. Well, not a safety pin, but like a sewing pin also glued onto my cheek. And then we have like stitches going on my jawline, nose, and eyebrow. I was telling my husband, I was like, I put too much time and effort into this look today that I'm going to go and take pictures around my city. Oh my god, I love that. I'm going to take a few before I have to take it off, you know, for the gram. Yeah. So, I mean, we can... Today, we're going to be talking about the villains of Twilight. We might dive into a little bit of the villains of other worlds, but we'll see about that. And uh, I'm going to take off my lovely ring that I will tell you guys about before we start carving this pumpkin. Yes. Okay. Oh. Should we tell them what we're carving? I don't know. I feel like it should be a surprise. Okay. By the way, we both um, we both came up with our own carving ideas, and we we discovered what they were, and they're the same thing. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. So, it's something that I, I think our little friend group will enjoy very much. I'm trying to. I need to like get a little picture just so that I can like draw it on. Yeah, I have one on my phone here. Um, I feel like. my sister actually yesterday my sister was playing among us with the group and she was role-playing as jacob and it was so funny my goodness i i love that okay i haven't carved the last time i carved the pumpkin we made pumpkin seeds so i'm pretty excited i really want to make pumpkin seeds i love pumpkin seeds i haven't had them in so long okay speaking of pumpkin carving just because i don't know why but I, i feel like Alice would be, like, the best um, pumpkin carver out of everyone. Oh, yeah. She can already see what she's probably going to do and what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. (laughs) We saw her her artwork in, you know, Twilight, so. So she'd probably be so amazing at pumpkin carving. Okay, I got the top of it. I should have grabbed a better knife. If you are tuning in on Spotify, just go ahead and listen to it first and then go watch this carve on YouTube. <laughs> but I got the little top off. I'll clean that off right now in a bit. Um, okay. 
So maybe we should get into our topic today. So we are going to be talking about the villains of Twilight and all that they are. So not just the Voltor, because there's other villains, right? But I they're a big part of the villain. So let's start off with the first villain that we ever met, James. Oh, James. James, James. Um, who, by the way, I think is probably, he's the only villain, I think, in the series that is doing something out of pure evil, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like that also because the others were definitely, like, Victoria was um, revenge, and then the Volturi, they're more of, like, ambition. And they want power, you know? Yeah, and, like, they were very benevolent, you know, faultful benevolence with theirs. Mm -hmm. So, James was the one who was very sadistic and evil, and, like, his, so his reasonings were, you know, selfish. Yeah, and so it was just uh, just because, I mean, and it's uh, we know that it's not the first time that he did it, because he did it with Alice. We're sure, I'm pretty sure that he's probably done it with other people, you know? Yeah. So his, um, I mean, I guess, like, out of, like, true villains, you can say that he's probably, like, just, like, a true villain, just because he wanted to kill Bella just because... Of the game. Because Edward pissed him off. <laughs> Yeah, it was all a game to him. It really was. And I, I think it's so... Because in the book, it says that James told Bella about Alice and her backstory. Because in, in the book, Alice didn't know her backstory, right? Yeah, she didn't know it until, I think, um, at the end. Um, because it's mentioned in New Moon that when she was talking to Bella when she came back that she had just she had seen the video of James that he had recorded and went and started searching for info on his on her past yeah and she found I mean she found out and um and James was tracking her as well because why was he tracking her because she was crazy like because she was in an insane asylum right um, so I think, I think in the illustrated guide, it said that James was traveling around the area and came across her scent. Mm. And it was how, what Alice was to, like, Alice was to James, how Bella is to Edward with the, like, blood and the scent. Mm -hmm. Um, Alice saw him in a vision when she was still human. And one of the workers at the asylum was a, was a vampire. And when he when she told him, like, someone's after me, like, they're going to kill me, all this, that, he, um, he turned to Alice. And then when James got there, Alice was already in the middle of transforming, so he couldn't feed on her blood, so he killed the creator out of revenge. And that's why Alice was alone. Didn't the... Um... The creator, he he could control like time or something like that. I got I I had to reread the illustrated guide. I think that's a theory. I'm not one hundred percent sure. Cause it oh I don't know how true these uh I don't know if you've seen them but they're like the storyteller videos. There was like a competition or something of people who could like tell the stories of the other Cullens and stuff like that. And they 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 did one on Alice. They did several on Alice actually, but. The one about Alice was that her her creator could 
um, like control time. So he turned into a vampire and then like slowed down time so that she had time to turn before they had got there. I'll have to check that theory out. Yeah. Story time out. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what I had. I had. Uh, I'll send. I'll send you the link. Um, I think it's called like Storytellers on, um, on YouTube or something like that. So then we get to Victoria, who at the end of, I don't know if it was hinted at the end of. I don't remember if it was hinted at the end of Twilight book, but for sure at the movie it was hinted that Victoria is going to come back and try to kill Bella. Yeah, definitely in the movie we see that. I can't remember if in the book. I think I I had to recheck either um, Midnight Sun or the book or like the, you know, Bella's point of view and see. I think she had mentioned it while they were dancing. Like, um, what about the woman? Is she going to come back? And I can't, rem but I can't remember for sure. Oh, that's cool. My marker is like dried out bad. <laughs> oh, Oh, you know what? I think it came with a marker. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think we all know that Victoria acted out of revenge for her love, right? Yeah. But she was also very manipulative to Riley. Yeah. Well, I guess she didn't really talk to the newborns, right? Like, it was all Riley because... Yeah, she knew that um, if the newborns um, knew of her, then Edward could be able to trace her in their thoughts. Uh -huh. So that's why Riley was the one making decisions, because Alice wouldn't know who he is. Therefore, when Edward would read Alice's thoughts, he wouldn't be able to pinpoint that it was Victoria who actually was doing the bidding. Yeah, which is pretty smart. I mean, she... she yeah, she knew enough about the the Cullens to know like their abilities, right? And then and then to like literally go around them for so long um is pretty smart. We'll give her that. But then I think that she messed up at the end. <laughs> she let her anger get the best of her. She did. Which is I mean, which is I guess good, right? Because then we wouldn't have gotten <laughs> have gotten oh, the rest yeah, of the story. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then to the point, I mean, she was also super manipulative, not only to Riley, but also to my man Laurent. She was. I mean, Laurent, if only Laurent didn't come back, he could have been with Urena. Yeah, and we, I mean, a lot of that whole situation would have been, um, I guess, avoided in a way if... If he had just, I mean, he was trying to be good, you know? Yeah, he was for her. I think, I think, because it's, it's described, like, Victoria's voice is described as being very childlike and innocent. So it makes it easier for her to manipulate because they're like, oh, I can, like, like they just need help because she's so afraid. Yeah, and I think that, I think that um, Bryce Dallas Howard did a good job of that in eclipse eclipse because she was super convincing to riley you know like she i mean yeah especially at that last moment yeah like super and then also i don't know if you've seen but like uh bryce Dallas howard um she well i know i like i just read that 
they actually offered her the role of Victoria in the first Twilight, but she declined it because it, she thought it was too small of a role. Yeah. And so, but then she ended up taking it again, right? Yeah. And Eclipse, after um, the other actress was fired, um, and what's it called? And I think that I feel like the other actress was super fierce and really like, really like intense in a way that I don't know if she could have pulled off the, the whole um, like convincing of convincing uh, Laurent and all that, like to be, I don't know, like to me, like Bryce Ellis Howard did a really good job at that. And there's videos of Bryce Ellis Howard, like literally making herself cry on cue. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I, Cause I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. And so I saw, um, when I first saw Jurassic World, I was like, oh my God, why does she look familiar? And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, that's Victoria from Eclipse. Mm -hmm. um, she did really good in the Jurassic World movies. And so when I go, and when I looked back, like when I went back and watched Twilight later on, I was like, huh. And like, there's definitely differences between the two with their rails. And I definitely agree that Rochelle got like, the cat-like feline description that Victoria had, but um, Bryce could easily do the innocent child-like, um, oh my God, pumpkin seeds everywhere. <laughs> See that? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I feel like um, Laurent, I know he said that Laurent was really trying to change, but I don't know if, I feel like he was, he, they said that he was doing, he was trying really hard. He was trying to become vegetarian to like vampire wise. Right. But I don't know if he was like so far gone to just like, cause he, he switched so quickly, but I also like him and Victoria were like in a coven together for a long time. Yeah. I agree. I think, you know, I think he kind of wanted to, but it was very hard that I think he took his chance to um, get back. Because he had even said, you know, sometimes it's hard and I slip up every once in a while. Yeah. And I get, I, I mean, I, I guess I can, I get, I get where he's coming from too with that. Um, and let's, oh my gosh, let's talk about Riley. Oh my, my innocent bean. Oh. So sad. Um, I, I feel like he obviously, obviously we know that he was created just for the purpose of, of this whole like scheme that Victoria had, right? Yeah. But I feel like if he was turned like by a different vampire, oh no. If he was turned by like someone else, that he would he would have been. I think he would have been a very good vamp, like vegetarian vampire. Yeah, and cause like he was just you know he was innocent. He just wanted to get his degree and live in the life. And I what? Uh, I wish, I wish they um, I wish he would have went with the Cullens and Brie. Aubrey. I think, oh yeah, oh my goodness, we can talk about that right now. But I, I feel like also, like, if he would have, because at that end of, of Eclipse, whenever he was like, he was really questioning whether or not, like, um, 
Victoria was telling the truth or not. But then our baby boy Seth came and like completely devoured him. Yeah. Oh, I, that's why I kind of I really wish we could get Edward's point of view of Eclipse because I just want to know what Riley was thinking. Yeah, because I mean Edward could read his mind, right? So he Edward was probably saying because Edward was talking to him. So Edward was probably saying like everything that he knew he had to say to get this kid to like like to not kill them you know because i feel like if well that's i mean that's a really big reason why why riley got killed was because victoria was um like sitting there trying to like distract him but um and then and then he got killed and then she kind of like lost it and then bella like cut herself right but i feel like if riley would have been like i'm not gonna do this that victoria would have died like they they could have killed her super easily without bella having to cut herself yeah you know but then she cut herself for the metaphor <laughs> yeah i also i kind of like that in the movie they gave riley more of a personality because we didn't see him of course in the book until that last confrontation yeah so i like that they changed it to make it to where he um was from forks so that um, it would make sense why she chose him because he would know the area, mm -hmm. and hmm. yeah, I I I I agree. I really like that, and I also like the times that it showed the newborn army, like and him trying to control them because it really looked like he was seriously struggling. Like he couldn't control them. Like he's this new vampire trying to control a whole bunch of newer vampires. Which is, like, literally ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Ooh, Xavier Samuel did really good, you know? But just, yeah. Because when he would, you know, yell, I was like, wow, okay, go off. Those were so... The, his yelling parts were so good. They were so powerful, too. And he was, like... It, he literally looked like a distressed person trying to handle a whole bunch of maniacs. My favorite meme is... My, one of my favorite memes is the... You know the, like, hand meme where it's, like two things and then there's a hand where they come together there's a um there's a there's one with it says riley beers carlisle cullen what did i say about low profile <laughs> carlisle having to say the same to his kids yeah and then they go off and cause a ruckus for real <laughs> what did i say about keeping a low profile oh my god i feel why do i feel like carlisle has probably said that to them several times because when I saw that, I was like, I can totally imagine how Carlisle is having to keep these seven vamp immortal teenagers in check. <laughs> and I have hair on my face. And um, he's had to have said that. And, I, and the fact that him and Riley both had to take care of a group of people just wanting to make sure everything's in line and in order. And then boom. Everything goes to Riley. Riley is like Carlisle if Carlisle was bad. <laughs> God, literally. Because he's creating these new vampires, but the only difference is that Riley was creating them for war, and Carlisle was creating them for family. <laughs> so, if Carlisle was a bad guy, that he would have probably been exactly like Riley. Yeah. But thank God he was not a bad guy. He was we a love angel. We love our 
Angel doctor. <laughs> Our daddy doctor. <laughs> doctor. Paging Dr. Cullen. Yeah. So, um, and then in Eclipse, I read this. What did I? No, I actually watched this yesterday. But Arrow didn't know about the newborn army, did he? Um, so I heard that. I, or I think what happened was he sent the guard to, um, I think the theory is, is that he sent the guard to go figure out if something was going on in Seattle because he could, you know, tell from the news that, and also because of how close it is to the Cullens, he wanted to know if something was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, so I don't know if, um, Jane had, did it, like, herself, like, decided, um, not to tell Arrow about it because she wanted to use them to the advantage because she does not, of course, like the Cullens because they are the only people that Arrow was able to, like, let go and she didn't like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she did make a deal with Victoria, right? Yeah. She made a deal saying that, like... Like, you need, well, I don't know what exactly the deal was, but she wanted, she just wanted the Cullens to die. And then she had said, like, if your purpose isn't fulfilled, like. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in Brie Tanner's book that you see that interaction take place where, yeah, she said, um, you have a, you have a deadline to do what you want. And then if you haven't, then we kill you and everyone. Yeah. And then, and then I, I think I remember reading somewhere that Victoria had asked and like, what if we, like, what if we succeed? And she was like, oh, like, we'll, like, we'll see. Like, we'll have to review. Yeah. But I, I feel like, um, I don't think that Jane would have let them live, even if they, they, what's it called? Even if they had won, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I just, I just think that she... Because in that there, then there's evidence that she is, um, firing. Yeah, like like she's kind of going against her leader in a way, right? Because Arrow is the main the main dude. I'm so glad you did not see that, but whoever's watching the YouTube just saw. Um, I just flickered a bunch of pumpkin seeds into my face, and one was stuck on my neck. <laughs> The YouTube people, you just saw me do that, and let me let me grab some gloves real quick. I have some gloves. I need to. I'm trying not to like touch it with my hands, but I feel like it's inevitably gonna happen. It's getting stuck in there. I gotta grab some. Hold on. Mine is like super stringy. <laughs> oh, I don't think she has her headphones, and she can't hear me. Oh, this is gross. It's dyed blue from when I did my hair, but it's clean. Like, it's just... Have you, have you ever ate pumpkin before? Um, I haven't ate, like, straight out, straight after, like, carving it, of course. But I've had pumpkin seeds. I have pumpkin pie. I think I've had a piece of, like, um, roasted pumpkin before. Because there's people who, like bake it and like eat it you know yeah i just can't see myself doing that <laughs> yeah it's just gross to me um so i think that um because i was kind of talking well 
I was thinking, like, what is the next... Because we know that we're getting a book, right? We're getting a book from Stephanie... Two books, actually, from Stephanie Meyer. I think one of them is confirmed to be a a, a book in Renesmee's point of view four years after the the big the big not battle that happened <laughs> yeah the confrontation yeah the big almost battle um so the, i feel like there has to be some sort of conflict that's going to happen right um and i was kind of thinking that maybe this conflict was jane trying to come back and um come at the collins again Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, and all I did hear that Freaky Fred. Have you read Brie Tanner? Um, no, I have not, but I've I've like seen videos about it. Um, I just recently got it actually for my birthday, so I have to read it. Okay, because there is a character in Brie Tanner who was a part of the newborn army named Fred. Mm -hmm. and Fred, do you mind if I like tell you, or would you rather find out? Go go for it. So Fred has the ability to make people physically repulsed by him, which is why he would be able to. So in the book, it's like Bree um, notices how nobody would mess with him. And then he finally, after deeming her like, um, like she's cool, she's not going to mess with him. He doesn't do the power on her and then they become friends. So when they out about what's going on with like the battle and how they're being prepped to fight people he decides to book it and Bree's supposed to meet up with him but she doesn't she goes back to the um to the battle to go find another certain character that you will find out in the book when you read it oh. and fred ends up and she never meets up with fred and he was waiting for her to come so um how old is Bree, by the way Brie was 16. Okay. Um, so yeah, Brie was 16. She had a very rough past. Her father was abusive and actually killed her mother. And um, when, she, so she leaves, she, cause she's from, I think, I think she was from Montana or, um, she was from somewhere. And then um, when she booked it to Seattle, when, um, to get out of the household and then that's where riley finds her and turns her and she becomes the vampire so she was supposed to meet up with fred before the army and so fred is still out there and he's supposed to make an appearance in this upcoming book apparently mm. and i can't remember if fred was in on like if fred knew about what the what Jane had made the deal with Victoria. So I feel like if he if he's going to be a part of it, as well as the Voltori are supposed to make an example, I wonder if it's going to be like, it's going to link back to the battle and how Jane and the Voltori was using it to their advantage. Because oh. Edward, Edward already knew Jane was um, lying at the confrontation because he could read what happened in but he kept silence yeah and also didn't um didn't i i had read i don't know where i read this but i i had read something like at the at the bat at an eclipse at the end of the battle that um jane had apparently let her like guard down let edward like told edward everything that happened hmm. like he, he she, like he told her like she kind of like 
Because he can read minds, right? And Jane has no blocking abilities. So, um, I think that, I think that he, Edward knows everything. I wouldn't, wouldn't it be interesting? Because I feel like Caius and Marcus are super loyal to Arrow. Yeah. I don't think that they are ever going to ever, like, want to, like, leave Arrow. And I think that if anyone were to try to turn their back, that Arrow would be, like, the first to, like, or, you know, like, if... Yeah. Uh, they they would just they're they're like Caius and Marcus are his tried and true, you know? Well Marcus actually doesn't know that Aro killed his wife. Yes, that that's something we also need to get into, right? Uh, I think my theory is that if this is gonna like if they're all gonna be in the book, I feel like secrets will come out and maybe Marcus will find out and then that will be like the defining moment. Like he'll he'll eventually like that betrayal and anger will be able to break Chelsea's influence and he could like leave that is also true um we'll get into that now but I was gonna say that I think that what if um what if Jane is trying is planning on kind of taking over the Voltori would be interesting and maybe what if Errol came to the Cullens and asked them for help like, oh, Jane's getting too bold. We need my pride and joy. That would be, honestly, like, I would love to see that. I think that'd be interesting because it's, like, the first time that the Tori and the Colons kind of, like, not agree on something, but kind of band together. I guess yeah. Say. That'd be interesting. I kind of want to see that type of outcome. Right? Um, let's see, how long have we been going? We started at 12.25. Oh, it's been 30 minutes. So now, let me take a break from this so I can get into my segment. Um, <laughs> all right, so this week, oh, let me put the my recommendation on. This week, um, I actually um, partnered with crystal icing on etsy um a lovely lady named christy reed on instagram um makes handmade bella swan replicas um and she was so kind and i am recommending her ring to you guys i want to go ahead and get her instagram information for you guys so um it's christy underscore read underscore jewelry underscore designs on instagram um this is the bella ring it's well this <laughs> it's making it super shiny because of the ring light but it is really shiny in person actually too and i don't like jewelry i really don't my husband was surprised because i have not taken this off <laughs> since i got it i love that every single day I, it's super comfortable which is something that i was like scared about because it is adjustable so um i was scared because sometimes adjustable rings like pinch your skin right and i i, I i'm glad to say that this one does not do it so um that is my recommendation her etsy page is crystal icing on etsy um and yeah so i think everyone should go check them out that's my recommendation for the week and my other recommendation is that our dear friend Cherish, Danae, um, 
she, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to plug all of her uh, social medias. Um, her Instagram is forever jumping the TL, the treaty line, but TL on Instagram. Um, and she just made a, so she created a song called Edward Solilo Soliloquy, um, or Silence, Edward Soliloquy. Um, Stephanie Meyer herself actually s heard the song, put it on her website. Um, and she just made a song called Always, parentheses, Be You. And it is a Bella song to Edward. It's so gorgeous. It's so it sounds literally like a lullaby too. It's kind of it's Bella's lullaby. <laughs> um, lullaby. Um, and it's on, I believe it's on Apple Music. It's also on her Instagram. Um, her Instagram is cherish cherishes cherish singing stuff. <laughs> uh, that's on her Instagram, and she has silence on there and um, always be you. And it's on. Apple Music, I think soon to be on Spotify. Um, so everyone should go check that out. She's amazing. She's an amazing singer. Literally so talented. Go her, check it out. Guys, it's so good. I, I literally cried. I listened to it like literally, well, ever since it came out, I listened to it. The first day I listened to it several times. And then I woke up um, and <laughs> I listened to it probably like every day. I was getting ready today and I listened to it. So everyone should go check that out because it's amazing. She's just so talented. She really is. I love all of our friends. Uh, we have we have like a big group chat with a whole bunch of Twilight um, lovers and uh, creators and stuff like that for TikTok. And I feel like all of our friends are super talented. I'm so proud of. I love all of them. Yes. They're literally the best. I got my little sketch. I'm trying to figure out how am I going to carve it. I've, I have, my, I already took my, like, carved mine out. Now I'm trying to carve out words, but I don't know if that's going to be possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because it's like, I, I feel like it's too tiny, but we, we will try. Let me actually erase it. I think I want to make it way bigger than what it is. Um, okay, so what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, the movie. Heck. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, so, um, by the way, do you think that they're going to make another movie? See, as much as I would want to, I am, like, want them to. I'm so, um, I'm so attached to the OGs. Mm-hmm. They obviously probably couldn't do their character. Although, Kellen did say in an interview that he is down to play Carlisle in the, if they were to ever do a remake. So, um... I feel, like they, I, I feel like they all could still play it, to be honest. Like, to me, they also look super young. Yeah. And... And I think that they would be amazing. And also, because I feel like if she could, I don't know when she plans on having the books come out. Um, do you know about that? No, I don't think she has a tentative date. I think she's not given a tentative date because she doesn't want like what happened with Midnight Sun. So I think she, I think Stephanie Meyer is that person where she's just going to write. And then once she's re like ready, she'll drop it. 
I think though it's gonna take a few years. I yeah, I feel like um the girl who played Renesme, she's actually looks exactly like I think how Renesme would look. Yeah. Um, she really like the CGI that they did for her, she really turned out to be her. <laughs> she did. <laughs> they pre they pre guessed how she would look. They were like, uh, you wanna see how you're gonna look when you're this age? And she literally became <laughs> For real. Um, so she actually looks exactly like it. And I think that that all of them could still be their characters. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see in a couple years if we're going to get another movie or not. Yeah. I hope. I uh, It would give us more Twilight content, which is amazing. Which is all we, that's all we want, more Twilight content. <laughs> Literally all I want in life is more Twilight content to feed my my heart. <laughs> Obsession? Yes, especially because, you know, what's going down next year. I I just need more. Hey, oh, who do you think is going to be... Because we already know that uh, Billy... Or the, well, um, yeah, Billy Burke. We already know that he's going to be a special guest. Yeah, um, oh, by the way, if y'all don't know, but, um, Raven and I and a bunch of our other, um, lovely Twitalk ladies are gonna be going to the Forever Twilight and Forks event next year in September of 2021. It's official. Um, booked. Yeah, we got the hotels booked. We're, we're, we're just gonna wait on the flights because, like, flights right now, they don't really have a lot available because it's a year away so probably when it gets like six months um from the date is like a better time to start getting the flights at least i know that's when i'm gonna do it yeah and um so billy burke aka the charlie swan is going to be at is going to be a special guest at the event next year he was supposed to be this year but because of the um covid situation they decided that he'll just come next year and he was down for that which is nice because I'm literally going to cry. Um, yeah. I mean, because we're going to meet him, right? Because he's VIP tickets. Oh. If, if, if you get the VIP, if you get the VIT, um, then yeah. If not, you have to pay for, like, I think his event. Yeah. So I'm probably definitely going to splurge for that event. Yeah. I think I'm going to get the VIP t tickets. It's definitely, like, from what, um, shout out to Mel and Kat from Ladies About Esme, they definitely said that it's quite the experience and worth the money to get the VIT. Yeah. I think Kenzie's gonna get that one. I, I'm gonna talk with my parents because this trip is, like, my graduation trip because I graduate, um, from college in May, so this is gonna be, like, my graduation trip. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna talk them and see about maybe doing the bit but um i think maybe so I'm yeah. not, why not? so um i, I maybe eric because eric odom was there for this for the virtual event this year and he played peter for um reference for yeah. those coming in um maybe he would probably go because i know he goes a lot I really hope, I mean, because this year was the 15-year anniversary, right? 
book. The movies came out in 2008. So we're not quite yet at a 20 year anniversary, but um, I don't know. I feel like I want someone, I mean, Billy, Billy Burke going is like a huge thing, I think. Yes, I mean, Chief Swan, oh my God. I also feel like, Loki. feel like Kellen and Peter would go. Maybe not next year, but I feel like at some point. Yeah. Same with Jackson. I think Jackson, because Jackson always be given Twihards on the gram some love. With yeah, all for real. Oh, did you see that Nikki Reed um, Nate, like adopted a puppy? I saw. <laughs> Emmett. Oh my god, like, um... I know she was fostering a bunch of dogs, and one of the dogs gave birth. So she named all of them, like the mama was Rosalie. All of the puppies were named after um, the Cullens. I was like, oh my god, why you gotta do that to me? They really know what the people want. They do. Love them for that. Because they give us the, the they, they are giving us our twilight. Wow. I love when like um actors or like like when actors from these big franchises and worlds under like they realize the influence and love that the fans of that world have for them. So when they do that, it's just I just find it like I I don't know. I've just I've always admired that when they do that. It's very endearing. It shows that even though, because I know that there was like stigma around like some actors who were in Twilight, right? Um, for, I mean, like Robert Pattinson is known for like literally hating the franchise. Um, but yeah, I think it was more more about like how the fandom was like, like literally, I mean, I mean we're crazy, right? Yeah. Especially, like, with this particular, like, you know, with Twilight, it was popular to hate. So we all found, like, a lot of Twihards have known what it's like to, you know, get made fun of and, like, be hated on for liking it. So when the people who are part of it also kind of bash it and are like that, it just, it's like a slap to the face sometimes. Yeah. So it, I find it really, really endearing and kind of, like, um, like, super cool that they, they, they can, like, like, like recognize like this was a long time ago, but like the the fans are still like they're still fans. We're alive and we're thriving, and you know we're gonna give them the content that they want. You know. Yeah. Kellen always posts stuff on Instagram about about Twilight. I love it. Oh my God, when Midnight Sun was released, he was like, "I'm loving all this Emmett content," and I was like, "Yes." Do you think, do you think uh, Kellen has seen Twi Talk? <laughs> I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I will, hey, Kellen, if you're listening, <laughs> us, I'm kidding. Um, I feel like he kind of has, I feel like, and plus he, and I want him to know that Emmett is the star of the show on Twi Talk. Oh, 100%. Like, the amount of... Um, videos I've seen of just Emmett like I love that I love how in 2008 it was all about Edward and Jacob and 2020 is literally Emmett Carlisle Charlie everyone 
else. Honestly. Because I feel like um, Kristen and Robert, well, they they get a lot of uh, Twi, they get a lot of traffic on Twi Talk too. But their thing also for the for Twi Talk is like more of them being hot. <laughs> it, it's us thirsting after them. Yeah, and then I think and then all I love all the Emmett Twi Talk videos. They're so hilarious. Yes, there are some really funny ones. Funny how like an entire group of people can make like the same assumptions about one character, but we know that they're true. Exactly. I mean, Emmett is literally our himbo king. Yeah. And Cherish posted a video that I literally shout out to Cherish again, love her. But she posted that video like, I have prepared a soliloquy. <laughs> And it's Emmett and he's singing Cotton Eye Joe. I oh my god. My favorite Cherish Emmett video was when, um, I think it was the weekend song or something. And she's getting in the car and it's like all the Cullens going in. And it's like, girl, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. That one's so funny. And it's like, oh, Edward is going to school with Bella. Oh, so who's driving? He gets in, puts the seatbelt on. Oh my god. Love that video. We love Cherish. Go follow Cherish on TikTok. Guys, definitely. We want Cherish to get to a thousand followers on TikTok so she can go live and serenade us for more than 5959. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can never get enough. And then all of a sudden it's like her live ends. And I'm like, no, why is it over? Yeah, Cherish does amazing lives on Instagram, but Instagram limits you to like an hour. Well, like 5959. When we were on live and it cut us when we were in the middle of talk and I was like, shoot. Yeah, by the way, guys, every time we every time we post a video, we will be going live um, um, that night around like, well, five, like usually like five my time, six, six my time. Yeah, so we like will be pants. updating you guys. It's always a fun time. Um, our friends get on, make some chaotic remarks. <laughs> my god like the freaking um draco or stefan shout out to gia i'm sorry gia for choosing draco over stefan oh yeah for two boys but okay well so then i think that um let's talk about draco <laughs> draco did someone say Draco Malfoy? It's gonna be Gia when she hears this. She's gonna be like, "Did someone say Draco Malfoy?" Oh no, I did not want to carve that piece. <gasps> what happened? Okay. Yeah, I accidentally made like a little cut in mine, but I think it's chill. Um, yeah. So Draco, not really a villain, right? He's kind of a villain. He's like. He's kind of, I call him an anti-hero or that because it's like he was, you know, he was a little snitch and um, all that. But then I, but then I can't help but get sympathy for him toward the last um, end of Harry Potter. Yeah, because I mean, he, it, it, I mean, it wasn't, it's, it's kind of. It's it's very telling to the story that it's kind of like usually people who um like you you kind of have to fa like you follow your family kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So 
I feel for him in that sense. But and and then there was a deleted scene. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a deleted scene where he like, uh, or what's it called? Where Harry drops out of Hagrid's hand, and then Draco runs back to the crowd, and he's like Potter, and yeah. I think he throws him a wand or something. He does he throws him his wand? And that was like his um, redemption. Yeah, and then they didn't put it. <laughs> yeah, instead they have him just running away with his family, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, so love him. He's he's not he's like a uh, like a villain, but with a character redemption. Um, just thought we should talk a little bit about him because I think we mentioned him like one time. So yeah. well, we're talking about villains, right? So. Let's mention the redemption villain. Um, okay, so I think you are very passionate about this one topic. Oh my god, I, I think I know what's coming. <laughs> There's two specific people in the Voltori that you are very in love with. Mm. And their names are Dimitri and Felix. Yes! <laughs> Sorry, I have to. Anytime. I get, I get so giddy. They're cute. They are. Oh my god! Literally, if they are at the event, because they did go to the um, Forever Twilight and Forks event a couple years ago. So if we go to the event, we're gonna have to like resurrect you or something. No, I'm literally gonna become deceased right then and there. You guys are gonna have to carry me to the hotel room. I'm just gonna pass away. <laughs> <laughs> But we, I mean, okay, so if I, I don't think Dimitri's cute, but I think Felix is super cute. Ooh. I, okay, Fe Dimitri took some time to grow on me because, like, it was, like, his sandy brown hair, but then it's, like, the way, I don't know, the way he would carry himself. I love his look in Eclipse and then in Breaking Dawn with, like, the all black. Mm -hmm. Um, In... New Moon, his hair is a little too spiky for my, you know, in the book, he, in the now in the book, he's described as having, um, like, b black hair down to his, just above his shoulder. Oh. Um, and then Felix had, like, cropped black hair. Y'all yeah, would be a power couple with your short black hair. Oh my god, we would. <laughs> so, basically, um... Where were, where were we going with this? I got a little too... Um, oh, no, I because we were talking about their looks, but I honestly think that Felix was super cute in New Moon, and then he looked terrible in Eclipse. He, oh, no, they did him so dirty in Eclipse with that shaggy hair, and then... But, and, but then they come back in Breaking Dawn and made him look immaculate. Yeah. So, we love, we love uh, learning from our mistakes. <laughs> so... But yeah, so I think out of all of out of everyone in the in the in the Volturi, I think that Felix is the cutest, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and Re has a theory about Dimitri and Felix. Do you want to share your theory? Okay, y'all. So buckle up for this. <laughs> oh my god, I did not want to carve through that either. <laughs> okay. Um, let me take a break on this. So. This theory is kind of also on Tumblr, which is where I first saw it. I can't credit the original blogger because I have no idea. It's still up there. I haven't been on Tumblr in months now. I kind of strayed away. But um, basically, 
Um, we know, we know that Dimitri and Felix, especially Felix in the books, they're a little flirty. They're a little playful. They, they're playboys. I know for a fact. And I think we can all agree that they, they, they have it with the ladies. And I think, I think, and because this theory that I saw on Tumblr definitely like just, it, it just made sense. I don't, cause I think the Voltori maybe had an idea that hybrids could be possible or they're just not aware yet because I know that those two are players. Even Charlie Bewley who played Dimitri called him the Casanova of life and had his ways with the ladies. So. I think they have hybrid kids out there, and they just don't know it. Yeah. <clears throat> Little hybrid orphan kids, because... Like... Or maybe, I think that, I honestly think that it'd be super interesting if maybe the, um, the Voltori, after discovering, like, confirming their beliefs about hybrid children, start creating their own hybrid children. I saw a theory of that too, where they probably went to go test it out because you know they wanted they wanted to see if any would have gifts, especially if the parents were gift had were gifted. Yeah, because um, well, I know that uh, Felix doesn't really have any psychic gifts. Yeah, except he's just very strong. Super strong and tall, which is a mm. that's the selling point for me. Oh my god, six seven like. Wow. Destroy me. We love, love, love. Um, I'm simping on Maine right now. <laughs> happens when you bring uh, my mans on, my men on there. I will simp on Maine. Uh, yeah, so I think that, and I think that um, they, what is a Dimitri's gift? Dimitri is basically a tracker 10 times more powerful than James because he has the ability to catch on to someone's mental tenor tenor so once he's in the proximity of them and is able to catch on to their mind he can track them to the ends of the earth and he can never lose that tenor the only one he cannot track is bella because mm. bella has a, is a powerful shield but dimitri can find anyone as soon as he comes into contact with them he's able to trace them to anywhere they are wow so I think that especially that they would have especially probably used um, just because they're attractive, uh, they would have definitely used um, Dimitri and Felix to go make some hybrid babies. Yeah. And I, I think that I don't think I think that maybe they would like find these girls and keep them there like where they are. And like, I don't they wouldn't save them for any, they wouldn't save them at all. <laughs> and I, if they did survive, then it would be a miracle, but I don't think that they would have openly went out of their ways to make sure the mother survived. Yeah. So, and I think that they would have had, um, they would have had, what's their names? Um, Renata and... Chelsea. Yeah. They would have had, they would have had them take care of the babies while they're, while they are up and up and growing yeah oh my gosh i need batteries for this lol <laughs> i don't have a little candle thing to put inside but 
I basically, it doesn't look, you know, even though I kind of carved pieces I didn't want to, it doesn't actually look that bad. Um. I need a vacuum after this. I know, I need to clean my room. Um, my office. I do need a battery. <laughs> I don't have a battery. Um, do I have a lighter in here in my office? I don't think I do. But that's okay. We don't need to. Fire is hazardous. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done with mine. So I will just wait till you are done. And oh, we will done. Reveal. But let's go ahead and continue this conversation. So I think it would be awesome because just going back to the topic of maybe them creating their new uh, like a uh, hybrids um, that it'd be super interesting if that was like the whole plot of the next book too. Mm -hmm. I was just as you were like I could tell where you were going with this and I was like yes I want to know if during this time the Volturi was making a hybrid army <laughs> and vampire vampire women can't have babies only vampire men can have babies yeah because the way um I think the way it's described in the illustrated guide is because you know your body has to change with pregnancy so that's why the women um can't because it's like they, their body won't be able to change with carrying a baby whereas the men it's like venom can be um it can like kind of physiologically change into yeah. whatever is needed so that's why if their eyes water the venom kind of could look like they're crying or um with with Edward's case like you know what if um <laughs> what if a, a pregnant lady gets turned into a vampire I baby would die. I think the I think either the transformation, huh? What if the baby turns into a vampire? Hmm. Because the, the mother's blood is kind of like I don't know. I don't know if like if the transformation would ignite like immediately immediate labor, uh -huh. or um if as she's um because it would depend on how like far along. Um, because if she's like five, six months and she just has a little bump and she gets turned, she'd probably get frozen with the pregnancy bump and then she would just be carrying like nothing in her baby, in like her stomach. Oh, that'd be so sad. I know. <laughs> like just thinking about that. <laughs> I'm sad now. <laughs> also, I finished my pumpkin. Ooh. Oh, it's we not as cute but i might take like some black paint and retrace where i want yeah okay we'll show them in a little bit but we haven't talked about oh wait okay what were we talking about you're talking about pregnancy with vampires <laughs> that um that i don't think jane is a child herself right so jane can't well then we can talk about jane and alec right jane and alec the twins I just find them very fascinating. They're they're young. They're twelve and thirteen. Or no, between twelve and thirteen, right? Yeah. They were they're from where are they from? I think they were from England. They were because their father was an Anglo Saxon um something. Yeah. So um I think it was, yeah, they were in they were in a village in England in like the one hundred one thousand AD. Because like so Dimitri, Dimitri and Felix, besides like Aro and them, they're the oldest because Dimitri and Felix were from like ancient Roman Greece theory. 
um, there's a theory that Felix could have been a gladiator. And um, so Jane and Alec are like the youngest bunch. Yeah. That you know what that also makes me wonder. What is the 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 turning age like? <laughs> because you can't turn babies, right? Yeah, you can't turn children. That's the thing. I think, I think the because the twins are technically also considered children because yeah. twelve to thirteen. But it's like they were, I guess, mentally capable and didn't have like the reaction as the younger children so it makes us wonder like it makes me wonder also kind of like maybe 11 12 is the turning point or Aro just made the exception because he knew they were gifted yeah i think so because um because i mean he did come across them when they were young and he was like oh i'm not going to turn them because they had already made that rule not to turn bait like children right because they can't be like swayed or you can't really like control them yeah so I think that that he, because to me, 12 and 13 is still kind of young, but I think that they for sure made that, that he probably did make that exception for them. Yeah. And they were, I mean, they were, they were, they were, I mean, they were witches, right? So. Yeah, it was because they were like anything, because it was already at that time that twins were an un, a rare and seen as an unnatural occurrence. So they were already ridiculed for being twins because it's like, how is it possible that two babies could be born at the same time for one person? And then it was noticed by the village how good things would happen to people who were nice to them, but bad things would happen to people who were mean. So they were already in the, like, there was already heated water with the twins because of... They they had obvious psychic abilities, but and that's how they were burnt at the stake. Yeah, and I think that I think in I think because to me Arrow is very as much as we like. I mean, he's like a villain, right? But he's also super in in that in that sense. Like he killed all of them because they were going to kill him. To me, that's kind of compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's selfish because he. It was, it was selfish and greedy underlining, but I do think he has, like, a care for the twins. Especially, like, they show in the movie how his reaction when they were killed. Mm. And it was like he was he was pissed. Yeah, because, I mean, those were, I mean, those are his, like, untouchables in my, in my head. Like, you know? Yeah. But he doesn't, especially because they help him so much in getting what he wants that he's like, oh, no. That's how he, that's how, um... They took down the Romanian coven was the the battle between the Italians and the Romanians. That's when they introduced Jane and Alec, and they weren't expecting two young vampires with those type of abilities to completely wipe out the Romanian coven. Yeah, and I I had I had seen a video yesterday that talked about Jane a little bit more because I oh there was this post. Let me go grab it. I put my nails back on. I had them on. But then I took them off and I was like, I'm not going to be able to cover pumpkin with these nails on. So these are, um, there's this, uh, um, Instagram page called Twilight Facts with two S's at the end. And they just post a whole bunch of Twilight Facts, right? And someone had said something like, I really like Jane, to be honest. This is an opinion. 
People don't like her because she's evil, but if she was part of the Cullens, everyone would love her. I personally think she's a bad bitch and that she's hella powerful. I agree, because I'm also... I love Jane, and <laughs> I love Jane. Yeah, I mean, I think she. I think they make her out to be a very unlikable character, right? Because, but after I, I read, I, I watched the story about her backstory, and the, the, the story kind of behind her power is kind of like sad in a way because whenever they were like getting ready to kill her she like her power and then she got turned like that power that anger that she felt towards the villagers that were killing them is the is the type of pain that she gives other people when she makes them feel the pain that she felt you know yeah. so i think that that's super i think that that's super interesting and so unique like it's such a like a very unique kind of power yeah, and that's the same how I feel with Alec, because, like, Alec, while Jane was wanted to get pain, Alec just wanted to feel numb, and that's why I find his power also so interesting, how he can just, he just wanted, like, with that, when, like, in that moment, he just wanted to feel numb and take away the pain, and yeah, it's like, you know, they're opposites of each other, which is cool, because yeah. they're twins. That, yeah, that is, that is super, because uh, his power is kind of like sense deprivation. Like, yeah. he takes away all your senses, like, you you know. So I think that that's super interesting, too, to think, like, if you were on a stake about to be burned. That... And I think it's also kind of cool because Alex's power sneaks up. It, like, the way they describe it is Alex's power sneaks up on you, and you can't actually really see it because it's sneaky. Whereas Jane, it's, it hits you full force. And I think it also describes their personality because Alec doesn't talk that much. Mm -mm. Quiet and in the back, but he sneaks up on you. And then Jane is very, like, in your face. Like, she's going to put it on you, like, right away. Yeah. And even even the fact that Edward is kind of, like, Edward knows. And, Edward, like, in New Moon, he was so quick to, like, listen to Jane because he was like, I don't want... <laughs> and he was like just listen to her and then he ends up you know feeling it because we didn't know that bella would not be able to feel it exactly um okay the last i think thing that i want to talk about is marcus he is probably because he's not a, a voltoid member that's like hot <laughs> he might be hot to other people but i i mean <laughs> I, I wouldn't, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't say no either, but um, yeah, I guess if you were looking in terms of um, of uh, attractiveness, he's probably like one of the least, right? Um, he's also co considerably my favorite Voltory member, I think. He's my favorite of the three kings. Yes. He is my favorite because he's so like chill. He's kind of just like just wants to be left alone in a way. And, and we can talk about his little tragic past a little bit. Um, so Marcus was married to Diddy Me, who is Aro's sister. Yes. And our Marcus was tired of, Marcus and Diddy Me both did not want to be a part of the, like the Voltory, their tactics kind of, kind of thing. And they were going to leave. But Mar uh, Arrow did not want that. He wanted Marcus. What is Marcus's power? Do you know? 
he can sense emotional bonds. So he can, so whereas Chelsea can influence emotional bonds and like break them or make them stronger, Marcus can actually see and like feel the bond, which is why like in New Moon, he was very shocked to see how strong the bond between Bella and Edward was. Yeah. So, and, and, and Aro thought that that was something that he needed in, in the, in the Voltori. So he, Aro went and killed his sister, Didimi. And then Aro made Chelsea, um, use her power to kind of calm Marcus down in a way that made him loyal to Aro and, um, uh, I guess Aro convinced him, like, we will find the killer, even though he is the killer. Yeah. Trying to make it to where, like, even though Marcus is still not there, he really has nowhere else to go now and still feels like he has to stay. Which and, is why he's so miserable yeah. all the time. And that's a, I think his, like, literally, like, one of the only lines he has in Breaking Dawn Part 2 is, finally. <laughs> yeah. And it's so iconic. Oh my god, I'm like... That's literally me during exam week. <laughs> I mean, he just wanted to, he, he, there's been no times where he was like really evil. He's more of like a, let's just get on with our day kind of guy. Yeah. And then we see that scene at the end of Breaking Dawn part one, where like the scene in the end credit scene where, um, they're informed that Bella has turned. Hmm. Was like our issues with the Cullens are over now, I presume, and that's and then Arrow's are like, oh, of course not, brother, and you could see Marcus visibly like, <laughs> like I was like, because Marcus was like, you gotta be kidding me. He was like, are you serious? <laughs> oh, you know who we haven't talked about? Who? Because I don't like him a lot. Caius. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Caius. I really don't like Caius. I just. I don't know. Caius especially gets on my nerve in Breaking Dawn that I'm just like. Yeah, to me, he's, I don't really think about, I think that's right. We haven't brought him up. I don't think about him. <laughs> I don't think about him on the daily. Like, I'm always thinking about the others, but not really much Caius because he doesn't have a power. No, and he, and I think his problem, like the problem I have with him is that he's so very like, he, He's like, like I think he's just pure evil. Like, yeah, he's sadistic, and honestly, I think that's why Jane. I think it's even said like that's why Jane kind of um, is also like that is because she has she would connect well with Marcus, and she kind of shows that a lot. So it's like Caius. I just I don't know. He's just pure evil. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like him. Uh, he looks like, like Jeffree Star. No, oh my God. Okay, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that. I love yeah. Jamie, Jamie Campbell Bauer, sweetie. I love you. You did great. Almost got auditioned for Edward. Oh my God. Could you imagine him as? Wow. I could see it a little bit, but I really like I I really like Rob. Rob. <laughs> Wait, did I ever tell you who else auditioned for the role of Edward? No. Um, Michael Welch, who played Mike Newton. No. 
I, when I heard that, I was like, stop right there, because... This, this podcast right now. <laughs> oh my god, when I found that out, I found that out on Tumblr, and so many memes were like, um... <laughs> they, would, they would crop Mike's face, like that face where he's all like, look at you, like right before he takes Bella to, ask Bella to prom, they might, that where he's smiling like a goofball, they would... Photoshop that face on Edward and like show scenes and I'm like no That's it. I'm done <laughs> That's ridiculous He's so I, I don't think he would have been able to play it off. He's so goof like just naturally I feel like he's a goofy person. So I just don't no offense love him as Mike love the actor He's very I think he also goes to the festival uh, yeah. Often so love him just not just not for Edward he did good as Mike. Yeah. Should... Oh, okay. I think a little segue so that we can show our pumpkins. Um, our friend group, I feel like... Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize that these lashes make me, like, look like I'm not looking at all. <laughs> um, so, our friend group always plays Among Us. We'll hop on Discord. We'll play Among Us. All that. So much fun. Um, and we always play as... Twilight characters. So last time we were playing, um, why did I take a screenshot of this? Oh, we were playing last time and I was Rosalie. Um, then we had Bella, we had, uh, well, we had <laughs> Rosalie, Edward, Bella. Oh no, Rosalie and Bella. And then our other friends were playing as Gia's wife, Mary's wife, and Gia's son. And then two random guys jumped in our, like two random people jumped into the, the Among Us because it was public and their names were Edward and Jacob. Oh! We were like, excuse me? And then we were like, well, we were joking with them. And it was just super funny. And then yesterday we were, we were playing Awe. So then that's like a little segue into our pumpkins because we both decided to carve an Among Us pumpkin. <laughs> tiny but um because i didn't mean to carve right there but it's okay yeah we got our little crewmates i put red sus on the side i love that i always play as dimitri whenever we do twilight characters just so y'all know yeah i can't wait to light this up to be honest because i really want to put it outside yes i'm gonna i'm gonna probably write um because Mare, Mare and I, whenever we play, we're always accusing each other. So I'm gonna probably, I'm gonna put yellow sus because Mare's always yellow. You put Bella sus. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to show you all my Halloween costume with my teeth in. Oh my God! Look at that! That is amazing. <laughs> I can't talk with them in. <laughs> I love it. Disgusting. All right, well, um, we are nearing the end, so we will go ahead and get into our last um, segment, Ree's Weekly Read. Hey, y'all. Okay, welcome back to Ree's Weekly Read. Oh, my God, that sounded so bad right there. I almost said something I did not mean to. Um, so, since, you know, this is a Halloween session, we, you know, we got to gear up for spooky season, I revisited revisited this book that I read my sophomore year of high school. It is called The Devouring by Simon Holtz. It was actually, I, it's actually um, the publishing company is Little Brown who produced Twilight. 
Also, if you're watching this on the YouTube, um, this sticker I'm pointing at is, um, this used to be a library book, and I got it from Better World Books. So, so it's a very quick and small read. It's about 200 and something pages. Um, there, this is a series. It's a trilogy. There's three books. Hold on. Oops, my dad is calling me. No, I'll call him back. Um, there's three books. I actually, in the past several years since I've read this book, I have not read the other two. So I need to go do that. Let me text him real quick. Sorry, guys. My dad, my dad's in town and he saw me earlier, but I said I was going to go see him later today. Yeah, I don't... I don't think I've ever read like scary books. I'm a very scared person, um, <laughs> so I don't have really scary books on my bookshelf. He's driving. Oh my god. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll call him back later. Um, so yeah, this is a little. It's a little. It's not scary, scary, but it's a little. It's a little horror thriller. Um, based. Um, it's the main protagonist. Her name is Reggie, and um. Basically, what happens is she was in, she works at a bookstore, and she comes across this journal, which is called The Devouring. Like, so the namesake um, title is also in the actual book. So she finds this journal called The Devouring, and she reads it, and it's, it's not an actual, like, book, because it was a handwritten journal, and doesn't really have the author's name. It tells the story of, it's in the author's point of view, talking about a night called um, like Sorry Night, which is the winter solstice. So Reggie, she reads this book and it talks about these kind of demonic entities called Bowers that devour one's soul on the night of Sorry Night, the winter solstice, because they feed on fears. And Reggie has kind of taken on the um, care of her younger brother because her mom, their mom had left them a few months prior, and then their dad is always working and not really there. So she's kind of the main caretaker between her and her brother, and she's really into horror. So when she found this book, she decided that her and her, her and her um, friend were gonna try and call on the Vowers, but they didn't realize that um, facing their fear actually drives them away because they feed on fear. So when they face the fear, they drove them away and they left the one vulnerable person who gets scared a lot alone. And then um, it goes on a wild goose chase because her brother starts to act very odd and not like him, his cheery-go-lucky self. So she has to figure out how to stop the Bowers and get her brother back before they completely devour his soul and she loses him. Wow. So, I definitely recommend, I'm re I'm in the process of rereading it. I'm also, I'm almost on chapter four. It's a very, it's a very quick read, um, keeps you invested. And honestly, this is one of the books where I kind of wish they would have like a movie or a mini series because I think it would make a really good um, show. Because it was kind of unique. Yeah, it sounds super, like, super interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's my Rees Weekly Read. Yeah, so um, that is the end of the episode, guys. Um, we had so much fun. I <laughs> had so much fun dressing up today. I did too. <laughs>
always wanted to be Winifred Sanderson. Like me and my sisters wanted to be like the Sanderson sisters. Um, and this year, since I'm a teacher, I like finally had money to buy my full costume. So I'm very happy. I'm gonna go take some pictures around my town. Um, but uh, don't be sad that it is over because you can always go check out our first episode if you haven't already. Um, we stream on Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, YouTube. You can see the video of us uh, being ridiculous carving these pumpkins. And uh, go ahead and check out our Instagram at the Bite Podcast RR. You can go to our TikTok as well at the Bite Podcast RR. I believe also. Um, you can follow me on my TikTok at Raven N Woods, and then you can go follow uh, Re at Life Size Coraline on TikTok. Um, all of our socials are there. You can go check us out. Um, we had so much fun. We will see you guys next. Not this next Monday, but the Monday after. So it is on November 2nd, where we will be talking about whatever we talk about then. <laughs> so everyone have a happy Halloween. Be safe. Make sure if you do go out in a public setting, still wear your mask, even if, you know, you're in a costume. We got to, you know, try and flatten that curve. But have fun and happy spooky season, everyone. Yay. Bye.